and welcome to a very special episode of the Finger Guns podcast. Today, both myself and Greg, who is here with me, Hello. we went to EGX for the first day of this year's conference, expo, whatever it's called. Expo, yeah. That's expo. What the X stands for. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, for the first, guy, first time in Finger Guns history, there are two of us in the same place at the same time doing a podcast. Yeah. It's just two men in a hotel room. In the most yeah. ghetto, this is like proper gonzo journalism, like in a <laughs> chunky converted pub attic. Yeah, we're blue press vest <laughs> <laughs> and a blue helmet away from reporting in Syria. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so first day of EGX and we were just going to record a, a quick write up about what we played today, what it was like. And unfortunately, because of some signaling errors and because of some protesters, who really need to sort their ideas out. I only got half a day of EGX today, but Greg managed to get in super early this yeah, morning. Yeah, not, not just early as press, but earlier than I was meant to be. Greg was there when the cleaners were still there. <laughs> I inadvertently snuck in. So Greg was in there very early this morning, and what was the first thing you played this morning? The first game. I might have been one of the first non-staff in the UK to play it. I mean, I wasn't counting. It was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it is incredible. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but God, is it amazing. I was really on the fence about the whole real-time combat and how they're going to take the classic... I know there is the classic battle mode coming back, isn't there? Yeah. But how they're going to take such a beloved early entry in the series. It's not early entry, it's the seventh one. The best entry. The, the, <laughs> how they're going to take that, that turn-based combat and turn it real-time, and they, they've done it. So it is real-time combat. Obviously, you attack. You can switch between you and your characters on the fly, you and your team. So for the demo, it was Cloud and Barrett. It was the Mako reactor. Uh, we planted the bomb in the first part of the game. And you take on the Scorpion guard as the boss. Um, yeah, you can switch between the two of you on the fly. And then if you want to use your abilities, that does pause it. A bit like um, Grandia. Did you ever play that one? Yeah. PS1? So you've got your active sort of bar that builds up. Then you pause it to choose items, abilities. But it's great because you can cast... Say you switch to Barrett, who's got Thunder, which is the... The enemy's weakness is you can cast thunder and as he's about to cast it you can switch back to cloud so you can use one of your like your, your braver ability as the lightning hits it for the weakness and then capitalize on that so it's not completely turn-based that's awesome and visually it's stunning did you get to use any of the summons no 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 it's too early for that oh, okay um they didn't give you much they give you you can still get your limit breaks so you're still building up like a, a limit gauge with your attacks when you get hit i was feeling quite proud of myself i got to finish off the boss with a well-timed limit break as cloud I was like, oh, that's a highlight reel moment. But, you know, I had to record it. And there was nobody else in the room to... Well, there, was, there was two of the reps that were sort of sat there nearby, but I wouldn't say they were, like, a captive audience. <laughs> Fair enough. But, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board. Okay, we've had this debate. We've had it today. <sighs> let's okay. not. Let's make it a quick podcast. Let's yeah. not get into this okay. episodic we're, shit. We're, we won't go through the, the debate <laughs> about whether, whether it's worth to have, like, you know, £50 games, you know, separating Final Fantasy VII out into chunks. But... Are you confident now that it is a game that you definitely want to get based on what you've played? Yeah, but I'm still not sure on that price model. Yeah, okay. Like, we won't go into that. I might just spend 50 quid and spend 30 hours in Midgar and call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> it's a complete game, so that's fine. Oh. <laughs> okay, so after Final Fantasy VII, where did you play anything else before I got there? I played some, some Grand Blue, but I'll talk about that when when you and I got to play it. What else did I play? I played some Neo 2. So Neo, if you're not familiar with it, before Sekiro came out, was the 
Asian version of Dark Souls. It had a sort of fairly loose uh, story based in real time about William, someone or other, who was who was a white chap that went over to Japan, became a samurai or something like that. But obviously the first Neo was all fantasy, yeah. dragon summons, all that kind of stuff. Second one, you are a random character. They didn't give you much in the way of story. It's like a 10 minute demo. And it was good, it's got potential. It's a bit overwhelming with all the crazy weapon drops and the overburdening of different weapon types and stances and too much bump. Whereas you played like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, you can usually get through with your starting weapon just upgraded. Yeah. It was a bit too much sort of too much substance. But it looked it looked good. I get my ass kicked on the boss though and then I got asked to leave. Not because I was kicking off, I mean, just because I died. <laughs> Flip the table because you yeah. the beat fast beat. I played some Link's Awakening, which is what I moved on to next. And if I was on the fence about getting a Switch before, with all the Devolver games and such and such, Link's Awakening is what might finally tip me towards towards getting one. It's beautiful. It is. I mean, you played, haven't you? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely stunning. This quirky little... I mean, I mean, it's already out, so, you know, you've got a Switch, go and get it. But uh, yeah, I was really, really enjoying it. Couldn't really get it too far into the demo because they did kick you off after a while. But, uh, it was, it's definitely tipping me now. And then, was that when I arrived? Um, I think that was more towards it, yep. <laughs> um, and then Sean, Sean rocked up late. After, after fighting my way through trains and protesters and rain showers and a whole lot of people trying to get lunch at one o'clock, um, <laughs> <laughs> I finally managed to get to UGX and... Walked in and finally found Greg, but not before having a quick game on Boundary. Which is incredible. It is. I know that you went to the press event. I did. I went to a PR thing at Yuki's headquarters on Tuesday. And there should be an interview with the technical director, Frank Mingbo Lee. That should be coming up soon. Probably going to come up after my EGX write-up in a weird backwards kind of way. But what do you think? I think it's stunning. Mm-hmm. So if, if you if you don't know about Boundary, it's a first-person shooter set in space. And it's like a, it feels a lot like Call of Duty, but with like Gundam style space controls. So you basically can float around up and down. And it's, it's like ace combat, isn't it? You can, yeah. you can pitch, you can yaw. But one of the things that Frank was keen to stress is, although it's set in space, it's grounded weapons. So it's yeah. not, it's not space lasers. It's not destinies and halos. It's, it's not AKs, but it's normalized weapons that we're used to like, single shot rifles yeah. in the vacuum of space. Yeah. Now, if you go on the YouTube trailer, you see people arguing, going, oh, how would it work? And there's people going, actually, the combustion will push the button. And, you know, I'm not a scientist. But uh, it works. It, it works really well. And it's, unfortunately, it's not going to come out with a story, which I think might hurt it, because that happened to the first Titanfall, didn't it? Uh, yeah. But then if you just want a decent shooter... Um, I think this is something that they could probably build on that. I mean, yeah, they said there is more to come, but they wouldn't tell me what, and I thought, all right, fair enough. Boundary 2, with a story. There's going, be, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be different factions that you get different enemy classes and stuff like that. One of the things I, I enjoyed doing when I was playing it was trying to shoot Frank, but as I was doing it, I was trying to like barrel roll and shoot <laughs> him, and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I really want one of those Blue Danube-style slow-motion, not 360 no-scope, but like full-on 360-degree roll, headshot Max Payne style thing he was like oh okay and I thought that would be great for highlight real stuff and the fact that you can't take cover as well because yeah. people are going to be pitching over you and yeah yeah. that that is one of the, the things that got me straight away was the fact that like un- unlike a lot of games where you know they've got verticality and you can go up down ladders and find cover and stuff all you really need to do is flip yourself around 
and put yourself in a different direction and you've got like an entirely different setup in front of you because you're constantly rotating or you can be constantly yeah. rotating. Did you get to use a grappling hook as well? I didn't. Ah, some classes have it and some don't, but you get a grappling hook, which is, because uh, certain classes will move quicker depending on their backpacks or slower. Yeah. It's all their, their EVA, their jumpsuit things. And there's like the recon one. And I said to them, can you detach the grappling hook and then fling yourself? And they were like, oh, yeah, I suppose you could. So you can start catapulting yourself around. And there's some, some of the classes that when you, I think the sniper has it, that when you aim, it's got a built-in stabilisation, so you stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that, yeah. And I said, is that a bug thing? He said, no, 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 that's the, that's the purpose. Because I don't know if you saw with the sniper suit, you've got your hands on the rifle, but you've got this, like... Connection to this, this arm yeah. attached to the rifle, and that's the stabilisation thing. Yeah. It was but like aliens, you knew they were like Yeah, the smart guns. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said, no, no, that's the whole point. And you, if, you can list, if you can hear it, you turn the volume up, it's when you boost it, you wait, you hear that... Yeah. It's the, uh, the, the anti-break kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, it's, it, you know, you're going to think you're going to see someone swinging across the map, and as you aim, they're just going to stop where they are and shoot you. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, for me, like the sound, for example, like mm. it's it, when you're firing the guns, it felt like quite meaty, but still in space. And when you hit somebody, there's such a satisfying clunk sound. Like, yeah. Donk, donk, donk. It's like, oh, God, it's so nice. They were saying about the, the, the headshots as well. You get like a... A helmet shot, which is a 50 extra points. Yeah. You get a visor shot as well. Yeah. So if you actually shoot some of the visor, you see like the, the pressurized crack of that before <laughs> it kills amazing. them. And they, they said they weren't really going for gory because there isn't. You don't get, you don't patch your wounds up, you patch your suit up. Yeah. But yeah, I, he shot me in the visor and I just said this before I died. And I was like, that's really clever. Yeah. They said with, with immersive sound, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So I was, when I was playing it, the, the demo on the EGX floor had a four versus four match. And I was with, three school kids and I immediately saw it and I thought these guys shouldn't be playing this game <laughs> and then I started playing I was like there is no gore yeah. like there, there was no blood and guts and stuff there's no like, like the body being decompressed at the no. <laughs> there's like no Star Trek floating purple blood or no, no, no. none of that so as the first game to play at EGX it was like a major triumph really great game potential card killer that's what they they want to inject some new life into the genre and I really hope they do yeah. you know Lawbreakers has tried didn't work yeah. But they said that the difference between Lawbreakers is you're still grounded, because this is fully weightless combat. Yeah. Absolutely sublime. And if you are going to EGX and you do listen to this before you do go, make sure you get yourself up there, because there was no queue all day, and it's probably one of the best games we've seen so far. Yeah. I, it was visually, it was amazing. But talking to, let's say, talking to, to Frank, it's a real passion project for him, because he's got a background in... Well, just physics engines for which were like Codemasters, Rare, and you know, if, if any of you have ever played Half Life Two and gone, oh, I love, you know, the weight puzzles, that kind of stuff, then this is worth checking out. Everything is interactive, is is weightless. You know, you're shunting things around to actually create like a tactical advantage and flinging off things. It's still in sort of well, I wouldn't say it's alpha, but it's still yeah, here we are. yeah, because you can't use grappling hook to melee people yet. So it's coming. Yeah, because one of the questions asked was, can you melee people fly in? Yeah. But uh, he said, no, not yet, but that is to come. Right. So watch this space. It's going to be a good one. Cool. I'm going to support it. I'm going to be able to get that when it comes up. So once we, once I'd finally met up with you, we went to go and play Grand Blue... Grand Fantasy, Blue Fantasy Versus. Fantasy Versus. Yes. Another great name. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's from it's from Arc Systems, who've made Blue. So really carrying on the theme there. If you're familiar with um with Blue, with its sort of 2D art style... And uh, more recently, Dragon Ball Fighters, not Fighter Z as they used to call it, Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it Fighter Z? I can't remember. It's all 
Yeah, it's fighters, fighters Z, yeah. but it's fighters. fighters. But it's capital Z at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god! If you're familiar with that game or those games, you know what to expect. But visually, it's stunning. It is very nice. And if you've done, if you played Dragon Ball Fighters, when they come in, you get like the little clash animations, like, and then you get like the special move animations. Well, this is just doubled down. The, the ultra moves or whatever you want to call them, super specials. Stunning, aren't they? Yeah, uh, there, there wasn't really anything that didn't look good in this game. No. Like, one of the things that I really liked about it was, I, I'm not a big fighter fan, but, like, the game is incredibly accessible. Yeah. Like, first match, I beat you. Did not expect it. <laughs> I didn't expect that either. Uh, but you, you panned me the second match. So, they, all the button, uh, all the specials are displayed on screen, and yeah. what they do. So, you can hold down R1 and press direction, you'll do a particular special move, and that's displayed on screen at all times. So like even if you move the guy like me steps up, you can play that. And I know I think Paul reviewed one of the Blaz Blue games like a long time ago, and he said it was really accessible then as well. So I'm glad they. Yeah, continue. I think it's gonna be one of those things. It's gonna be easy to play, hard to master, and you'll get people like Dragon Ball Fighters. I've seen people win bouts if I suddenly got a hit in yet because they just smushed them. Yeah, and I think this will be another one of those. But there is a there is a cooldown on the special moves you can do, but you can still link combos together, and you can you can start a combo, and when you your moves ready to use again you can link it on that. So it's yeah. gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a formidable it's gonna be a new one to watch I think for esports stuff like that. Yeah. The gameplay reminded me, you know the uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. You played that? No. It's like a fighter but like forgets some of the basic rules. They ignore them specifically. So you can do like full bar combos quite easily. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> like that game you can just a bit broken then. Yeah, it's it's not the thing is it's like they purposely left these things in because then they're like reasonably difficult to do. But you know that's what it felt like. Like I could keep up with you despite not knowing any of the moves and you know you having played it before. And I felt like okay, I am button button mashing at this time, and sometimes I'm pulling these off and getting decent combos. And I'm like, oh, that was that was impressive. I didn't really mean to do that, but that was okay. golf clap, yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to keep his eyes on. What do we do next? You queued for eternity to play. Oh, that wasn't even a pun then. You <laughs> you queued forever to play Doom Eternal. I gave up. I know what there is the element of queuing for some games, but an hour into queuing for Doom, I just could not care any less. I walked off to play something else. But you played Doom. How was it? I did play Doom. It was it was it started the same way as the E three trailer did, and the. The one with basically Doomslayer walking through the bridge of the ship and grabbing the lanyard with the guy's neck and swiping himself, taking the gun, and off you go. And then there was the first level that you play was like a tutorial which introduced you to all the... They've really nailed down a lot of the combat. And now you have to vary attacks to ensure you get ammo, health, blood, and armor. You have to set people on fire or use your chainsaw or blood punch them or shoot them What's a blood punch? Basically, once you've got a, a bar that fills up, you can punch them, and you basically fill it with, like, piss and vinegar. <laughs> it basically means, like, you take less damage. I think okay. was the, the thing that was going on. It was an incredible demo. The bit that's not been shown in any of the trailers so far, so after you've done the whole, you know, cleared off this gun deck and gone to use the BFG 10,000, which is the big green gun that you see in the trailer. You basically load yourself into that gun and fire yourself through space into a space station. Yeah. So I'm watching this, I'm thinking, what? okay, so he's got to this big gun, he opens up the chamber, he kicks out the bullet, then loads himself into the gun, and then fires himself. And then all you see is this bricks fall away from this, this space station, 
And then Doomslayer's there like, okay, let's go again. <laughs> it's, so, like, it's like the Simpsons, like the submarine episode. <laughs> it's well, like, what would the captain would say? Don't fire the cannon. Fire the torpedo. <laughs> just launch an officer at us. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really bad, like, it's one of those kind of, what the fuck? Mm. Like, if this game was going to be doing that regularly, then, like, that, they're just totally fucking batshit, badass moments. Ten, like, 10 out to 11 and just... Yeah. And the combat, I mean, it leaked great. The combat was really fluid. The guns, so like they kind of spliced in levels throughout the game, so you got to try out a lot of the guns. And the whole chain shotgun, so you basically aim, zoom in, and then you've got a double barrel shotgun, and you just turn them into jibs as you arrive. Okay. It's um, a very impressive demo, and I cannot wait for it to come out. In... Yeah, you're going to have to, it's been delayed. Yeah, <laughs> which is a major shame. But I mean, it's moved into a better time slot. Yeah. It's at the end of the craziness now. Yeah, so. true. Uh, what were you doing when I was doing? Contemplating ending my own life. <laughs> um, then I remembered I was at a game show, so I went and played some games. I went and played a bit of Untitled Goose Game, nice. good, just honking the shit out of everything. I went and played Blasphemous yes. on the Switch, which is it's out now. I didn't realize it snuck out. It's a really gory Metroidvania, so two D with the embodiment of the goriness of like Bloodborne. Uh, they don't really get much in the way of the story, but you're like someone who's creating like penance for himself. He's wearing like some horrible spiky helmet thing that's causing him to bleed profusely. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was like Pyramid Head the first time. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like a conical helmet, but in the cutscene he puts it on and does starts bleeding from the neck. So and you said it was based on the Spanish Inquisition. Oh yeah, the the reps are said to do with Spanish Inquisition, and I made a pun about not asking about it, and it went straight over his head. I was like, really, <laughs> bloody kids. That was good. I'm gonna pick that one up. That was quite a. It's quite a nice take on the Metroidvania style genre. It's, it looks like Dead Cells plays a bit like that. So that was enjoyable. Didn't get very far in it just because it timed out. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one to pick up. Where else did I play? I think that was when we then caught up. Uh, oh, you played Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, so I'm not a big... But what the hell was that game about? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of understand why this game exists, because like as, as good as all the Dragon Ball Z games are, they, they really give the impression of like a Dragon Ball Z fight. So, like, you know, you, you watch an episode, and, and, like, the entire episode is a fight, and it just goes on. I'm not and, screaming. Um, you watch them stand there and monologue while they glow blue and then haha now I will beat you yeah <laughs> so yeah the the match the I think it was Goku versus Cell Gohan versus Cell was it Gohan versus Cell yes because Goku pulled himself out of the tournament Goku know, pulled yeah. himself off and <laughs> Gohan was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah it, it basically it, I don't know why I sound pretentious about Dragon Ball Z I know about four characters <laughs> <laughs> the game at first I thought it was like I was trying to be clever. I was trying to be smart about the way that I was fighting. And then I realized that, like, it, you basically, if you get close, you mash your circle. If you're far, far away, you mash square. And if you are not being attacked, you can hold down triangle, charge up your Kai, which then gives you ability to use special moves. You hold down R1 and press another button. And trying to, like, pull off combos, I was treating it like a fighting game. Yeah. And getting my arse whooped. And then... When I realised that basically I could just stand there and smash circle and then block when he goes to attack me. It tells you to block as well. Yeah, it? like a huge L2. Like, In the middle of the screen. No. I tell you what, what game it did remind me of. It's going to sound like an obscure reference. It was a PS1 game called Destrager. And it was yeah, it was you, it was one-on-one, but it was like Arena Brawler, fully 3D. And you basically stand across the map and shoot fireballs at each other. As you get closer, it becomes melee. As you bash, bash back, it becomes oh, okay. fireworks. And it reminds me of that, but it's just wacky. And yes. I, I don't follow Dragon Ball Z. I've never... I think if I started investing my life in that now, I'd do nothing else. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just watching it. It's just a lot of screaming, a yeah. lot of Kamehameha's. And yeah, I think you, you did win, didn't you? I did win. And there was a, a cutscene that triggered that was like, they are now 
firing Kai at each other. They created a big fireball and something blew up. And I don't understand a single bit that was going on. <laughs> Visually, though, it looked very, you know, Dragon Ball. So if you like Dragon Ball, it sounds like... If you like Dragon Ball, you probably already special ordered it. But yeah, if you don't, it's probably not the best place to start. <laughs> These games are coming like it. This seems like a, there's a, lo- there's a ton lot, of Dragon, a lot of Dragon Ball games. Yeah. People go mad for them. If you like Dragon Ball games, go and check that one out. Um, and then that was we had one more game to finish with, which unfortunately wouldn't let you play. No, so we, we were the last. We managed to jump in at the end of the queue for Predator Hunting Ground, which I've been skeptical about because I've been saying for a while they need to go do a new Predator game because Concrete Jungle was all right, and then when they announced it was going to be this. 4v1 shooter i went this is going to be evolve isn't it and look how well that did <laughs> but uh i was pleasantly surprised because it's not four of you taking on one of the predators it's four of you taking on objectives like dutch you're not you're not dutch so i'm not going to put that notion out there but like dutch's team was sent in to do stuff and this is it you're sent in to do stuff whilst being hunted by a predator now i'm sure it would have played for an amazingly tense experience if the guy who was playing as a predator wasn't just terrible yeah. Terrible. Uh, there was, I'm sure if, you, if you've got an experienced player, the, the threat of reaching your objectives with this ever-present monstrosity chasing you probably would make a daunting experience. But um, it didn't. We got it done. We literally got to the chopper, and I got shot once by the Predator, and that was it. I didn't feel any sense of terror, because I thought someone else was shooting at me. But Sean was able to watch some of it. Yeah. And I was, I was doing something, and I remember being clipped, uh, shot, and then I sort of hid. And carried on shooting what my objective was. And I thought it was just a, an NPC that shot me. And then shortly afterwards, it was like, no, no, that was the that was the predator. He shot you once and then ran off. Yeah. Like, That's not what a predator does. <laughs> he did He did one of those shoulder energy blast things which, from across the map. Which in the movie does kill people, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, he clipped your arm and then obviously you backed up in the corner. And the problem is this guy seemed more intent on swinging between trees and just jumping along the logs and stuff than he actually was doing anything. I saw him... Killing off some of the... So, do you know the... the uh, so, you fight NPCs. Yeah. Was he killing um, them off? He was killing the NPCs. They were supposed to be the guys stopping you. <laughs> so, so, he was a terrible player. Like, he wasn't using invisibility, probably. He was just, like, standing in the trees and getting attacked. Oh. Towards the end of the day, they, like, they ushered me out of the way so I couldn't actually see Greg finish the match up. But the, the rep on the booth was like, I'm going to go and take him off and replace him as the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you said that afterwards. We we finished it, and the guy was like, "Oh my god, I thought I was gonna that you guys would be here for, for for ages." I was like, "No, we knew what we were doing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, as as far as a shooter goes, it's I mean, it's still pre. Does it say it's pre alpha? Pre alpha. So it's a bit ropey, a bit screen tear. The the NPC shooting you, sort of standard cannon fodder, really. But that's not the that's not the big threat, is it? I think it's got potential. I think the fact that they've given you things to do in it is is good. You know, I think. If it was just another revolve, it would probably be yeah. shit because you'd have everyone taking the predator. Four people taking the predator out would be easy, or one badass predator and just makes it not fun. So it's got potential. Yeah, when we first saw that trailer, and they used a lot of effects to hide how the game looked. Yes, and I was reasonably impressed with what I saw of like the visuals or like the jungle looked like a jungle. It didn't yeah. look like total garbage like it did in the first trailer. So yeah, one to look out for. Hopefully something pretty decent for multiplayer. So day one out awesome. of ten, give you give it a score. Out what of 10. from playing what I played there? Yeah, seven. Stop potential. Seven. I mean, yeah, it's a bit ropey, but you yeah. know, if, it, if it does the license well, it's got that really cool Alan Silvestri style soundtrack as well. If you know your soundtracks, he did the soundtrack to the first one. It's got that jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that looming sort of jungle jungle predator music. So yeah, 
And uh, yeah, that was that's what we played day one. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing to day two? We're doing indie games tomorrow, aren't we? I think we're gonna try and hit some more indie games. Yeah. Are you gonna try and do Final Fantasy tomorrow? I'm gonna try and do your trick and get in before everyone else does and try and get on Final Fantasy. <laughs> Just run in, going. I'm pressed. Yeah. The 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 queue got up to two hours to play Final Fantasy. Remake. Well. We were talking to one of the guys that's in the same hotel as us. He said that was a bit of an exaggeration. He said it's about an hour and a half, but still, hour and a half at your day to... The, the problem is, like, that isn't an exaggeration, because they said to me, oh, it's an hour for Doom. And oh, it wasn't yeah. an hour it for was Doom. It was not an hour for Doom. It was nearly... It was an hour till I wanted to top myself. <laughs> and, you know, that, that queue it looked like it was moving a lot quicker than it actually was. And, yeah, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was day one. And so tomorrow we'll give an update on indie games. We've probably, hopefully... Fingers crossed, the residue zone didn't look majorly packed. The no. tentacle zone didn't look majorly packed. No. So hopefully we have some more games. To yeah, play some Fogs or something. <laughs> have, you, have you played Fogs before? No, no, no. Oh, God. I'm going to have to come with you for Fogs. Let me know when you go, because okay. you've got a new build. I've got a, um, a press boat on Saturday for Fogs. Okay. Um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do it on Saturday. Yeah, cool. Cool. Right. Uh, well, signing off from night one. Yeah. Or we... day one, even. It's night time now, obviously. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. If you did like this, you know, hit that hard button and follow or whatever you've got to do. And uh, oh, because I've got a, I, I can get a press laminate. I got a content creator laminate, so I've got to tell everyone to like and subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg's a content creator. I'm such a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I got a lanyard with nothing attached to it, so like, I, I have a completely useless lanyard. <laughs> Okay. When, when I pulled that out and you were like, I've just got a lanyard, I was like, oh, all right, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Um, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Peace out.